from God. One of the best things I've heard is someone told me, I get up every day knowing I can't even tie my shoes without God. And that is the way we are to approach his presence. It's not something that we are casual about. We need it to survive. We cannot operate if we're not operating out of the presence of God, if we're not operating out of overflow. And the thing that I kept telling the group that I was speaking to last night is if you want that peace, if you want that actual peace that Christ offers, it is operating out of his presence. If you spend time in his presence and then operating out of that overflow instead of trying to earn your place in his presence, we can never earn our place in his presence. It's already been bought. So we just have to operate out of that. Um, I grew up for a very long time not knowing what this joy was that Christians talked about or any of that because all I was taught was a works-based salvation. And when it came down to it, I was smart enough to know that I wasn't good enough. So I never felt complete. I never felt like I earned this joy. I never felt like I had this joy because I didn't. I was trying to operate out of what I can do, not what he already did. I think we make things way harder than they have to be. So... A quick overview of this point. It says there's four blockages that keep you from operating out of this overflow. The first one, selfishness. You know what is the cure for selfishness? Surrender. It's not about you. Surrender. Bitterness. You know what's the cure for that? Where have you been hurt? Acknowledge that hurt, forgive what needs to be forgiven, and move on. We cannot hang on to bitterness. It is a poison. Rejection. What are those thoughts? Why do you feel rejected? Paul says we have the authority in Christ to take thoughts captive and subject them to the authority of Jesus Christ. Amen. We already know the truth in his word, which is what is the cure for evil thoughts. Evil thoughts can be cured by knowing God's word, knowing the truth that is found in God's word. We already know the truth in God's word for both of these. We are not rejected. What Jesus did on the cross was the opposite of rejection. It was tearing down the thing that separated us from the Father. Now we have free access to the Father. So if you feel rejected, that is the enemy trying to keep you from what you're called to do. That's right. And you know what that means? If the enemy's trying to keep you from what you're called to do, you were called to do something pretty powerful. Yeah. The enemy's scared. Um, I heard a really cool story with a uh, sermon that I was listening to not too long ago. Uh, one of the guys that we heard speak at the conference we were at Um, One of his sermons I pulled up online, he was saying him and one of his pastor friends were going to this festival that celebrated witchcraft. And they were just going there to share Jesus with people. And he said that he got to the church to meet his pastor friend that day. And his pastor friend came out to the car and was like, hey, man, how did you feel when you woke up this morning? And he was like, I was terrified and then both of them go heck yeah we're about to go destroy this darkness 
And I love that attitude. I love it. If Satan is trying to hold you back for, from, from something, run full speed towards that thing because it's what you were called to do and God's, God's got it. We see that all over David and Goliath. We see that all over scripture. Fear has no place where God has already won victory. Amen. So operate out of overflow. But the main thing that I want to point out today is the most important thing is a life of surrender. And the scripture for this was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. When I was studying for this and I got to this part of it, I got really happy because the outreach that we do, the whole outward conversation thing was built on this passage. And it's definitely one of my favorite scriptures because trust in the Lord with all of your heart. When that was written, when Solomon wrote that down, heart could be translated to all of me. Yep. So it's saying trust in the Lord with absolutely every part of who you are. So that got me thinking about four years ago now. Okay, God, what have I not given you? And God didn't say this, but it was like he said, sit down. It's going to be a bumpy ride. So I was in Peru during this time frame, so like three and a half years ago, I guess. And it was like one of those nights where me and God were just up all night talking, and it was awesome. But he kept taking me back to these moments that I didn't give to him. And he said, that is why you feel that bitterness. That is why you feel that rejection. That is why you feel that hatred towards yourself and towards others. That's why you're going through this is because you've never let me have these moments because you felt that time heals all things or that you just need to get over it when in reality you don't start healing until you give that to God. I don't care if it happened 50 years ago. If you have not given that to God, the healing process has not begun yet, so the total surrender cannot happen. And the way that we do this whenever we travel and we do the touring thing is I'll get one of the kids or whoever to draw a heart. So let's pretend this is a heart. And I will share either some of my story or just a timeline, depending on the age group. But for us, this is your heart. You grew up in church and you felt rejected by that church and you feel bitterness and you feel anger. You step away from the church. Your home life starts to fall apart, your friendships fall apart, your, your marriage falls apart, whatever the case is. You experience trauma. Someone dies. All of these things happen and then you end up in a church setting like we are now and you go to give God your heart but little do we know we're offering scraps 
because we've left pieces somewhere else. We've left pieces in places that we don't even remember that we left them. And God's saying, I want to take you back to that moment 20 years ago when you felt rejected by your pastor or when you felt hurt by your parents or when you felt unloved at your school or any of those things. I want to take you back to those moments. And in those moments, I want to speak truth to you. I want to speak the truth of my word to you in those moments. I don't want any more spiritual band-aids. I don't want to just cover up these problems. I want to go back to these problems, pick them up, restore your heart and give you a new one like scripture says. But to get that new heart, we have to give the old one to God. And that means we have to deal with all of these pieces. So the main thing that I want to urge you today while Andy keeps playing, if you know that you have pieces scattered around, let us pray with you. Let us take care of that today. God is doing something huge in this church. And we are on our way to really, really, really big and really, really, really cool things we have to be ready for that and to be ready for that it is a life of surrender it is trusting God with your whole heart and you know what the biggest thing is that keeps people from actually trusting God we don't believe that he's actually good we don't believe that he has our best interest in mind we don't believe that he's doing what's good for us because in our flesh, in our mind, we think we know better. We think we can do it better. We just have to trust that God is good and that even when we can't feel it, even when we don't see it, God is working all things for his glory. Even when it hurts, God is working all things for his glory. We cannot get confused. God did not call us to a pain-free life. God's ultimate goal is not our happiness. God's ultimate goal is he is getting the glory. So is our life bringing glory to God or are we the other 11 disciples who were scared and stayed in the boat while Peter walked out? I don't know about you guys, but I want to see this entire church walking on water. So if there's something that we need to deal with, Let's do it today. And I feel like I'm going to pray. I'm going to end it there. But let us pray for you. Let us just, yeah, let's take care of stuff today. Dear God, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for who you've called us to be. And we thank you for who you've created us to be, Father. We thank you that you have given us Holy Spirit power, that you've given us boldness. And you have not, you have commanded us to go out heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. And those are not just metaphors. Those are things that in your power we can do, Father. And I want to see this church walking in Holy Spirit power. I want to see this church walking in boldness. I want to see this church walking in the true authority that you gave us, not the watered-down authority that our culture teaches. I want to see us walking in true Holy Spirit power, Father. So whatever needs to happen for that to happen, whatever we need to lay down, whatever we need to surrender, I pray that that happens today, Father. In Jesus' name.
There's times when um, you just sort of got to go where the Lord's leading you, even though you, it doesn't make sense. This is one of those times. So, Chas and I, several years ago, uh, went through and then we're then trained on this ministry called RTF. And it's like a healing and deliverance ministry. But listen, there's a, there's a crucial part of that ministry uh, that deals with soul spirit hurts and with healing of the heart. And I feel like I need to do that right now. Like this is like a, you know, live exercise. Are you, are you up for that? So all we do is I'm going to lead you and I'm going to prompt you. But the Holy Spirit's going to do everything. It's not about me. It's about the Holy Spirit and letting him work where he wants to work and letting him heal our hearts. Okay? I know you've never done this. I've never done this. I've never done this in a public setting. It's always private, one-on-one, but that doesn't matter because it's biblical principle. It's the Holy Spirit. He's not limited to one person at a time. He can heal everybody at the same time. Amen? Amen. All right, so here's what I want to do. Just close your eyes. So I want you to think about that issue that, that keeps, if you had to label this one big issue that's a constant issue in my life, God, this is it. You got it in your mind? So here's what I want you to pray. I want you to sincerely pray this, and I want you to say, Holy Spirit, Take me to the memory that is the root of this issue. Don't filter. Don't think about it. Just go where he's taking. And when you get to that memory, I want you to start talking to the Lord and just give him all the emotions that you're feeling. If you're feeling anger, tell him I'm feeling anger. If you're feeling rage or resentment or rejection whatever you're feeling just give it to him just talk to him and say this is what I'm feeling Lord out loud pouring out your heart. That's what David did in Psalm 142. That's what David done many times throughout the psalm. God, I'm feeling this. God, I am angry. God, I am hurt. God, this makes me feel rejected. This makes me feel depressed. Bitter. Whatever. So once you poured out your heart, then I want you to give those things to Jesus. He said, Lord, I give you the anger. Lord, I give you the rejection. Lord, I give you the the hurt and the rejection. Lord, I give you the pain. Whatever it is you're feeling, just give it to him. after you poured out your heart to him. I want you to ask him to come into the memory. So Jesus, show me where you are in this memory. God, show me where you are. Jesus, reveal yourself in this memory.
You see? It's a little different in a corporate setting, but usually the Lord will show up in that memory and you'll see he was there all along. He'll say exactly what you need to hear. He'll touch exactly what he needs to touch because that's, that's what he does. That's who he is. He heals our hearts. So after that's happened, you go back to that memory again and if the process was successful you feel completely different you don't feel the hurt and the anger and the bitterness and the depression and all those things because Jesus just healed your heart so if that's the way you feel let's just stand and give Jesus some praise for what he's done
Or persons or places. And that little prayer, that little process works everywhere all the time. I've sat in my living room and seen grown men cry like a baby because God was healing their heart. And women and couples and children and teenagers. It doesn't matter. It works everywhere all the time because He is faithful. Amen. And because He wants us healed, He doesn't want us walking around with holes in our heart. 